Hiya, I'm Hallie Labonte welcoming you to Inside Twin Hills, where we are giving our megachurch a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community so you can be blessed by them as well. Oh, you know, it's cold out there right now, so put on a layer, put a log on the fire, and get into some psalms or some proverbs and warm yourself with the Word of God or some Christian radio, maybe. You know, I was thinking it's popular when it gets to be this time of year and the bitter cold descends on us, and it's tempting to make smart-alecky comments like, where's the global warming now? But my son, Day, he won't let me comment on it because he says my mind's poisoned by the quote-unquote state media Fox News, he says. And he says my jokes are ignorant because... Overall warming is part of climate change, which manifests itself in unusually extreme weather, which I guess is exactly what we're experiencing. So I'm not saying a word, but it's cold out there and it feels like we're being punished for something in the past life. You know what I mean? Even though we know there's no past lives, there's just this and then there's heaven. Day also is always saying Christians should be the most passionate environmentalists because we should care for God's creation and not take big dumps on it and pillage it and poison it. But you know what I say? I say my home is in heaven, baby. (laughs) So let's get to it. All right. You know, God didn't have a daughter of God. He had a son of God. I have to get a man on here. So, you know, it is indeed a Christian podcast. I got to welcome my dear friend and co-host, Gray Haas. Hey, Holly, how are you doing? So good. Uh, so good to see you. Uh, just uh, wonderful, wonderful to be here. Yeah, isn't it? I like sometimes the crisp winter. Absolutely. You get outside, you really feel that crisp air going into, you know, in fact, it was so cold. Uh, I went out into the parking lot and I took a deep breath the other day and my nose actually froze to my septum. That's how cold it is here. It was awesome. Yeah. I could feel my eyelashes squeezing together and forming icicles from the moisture in my eyes. Uh, It just makes you want to get inside into the church building and and, uh, and worship. Makes me feel alive. I like it. And that polar vortex, I said, you know what? God is creative, isn't he? Absolutely. Making a polar vortex, it sounds like sci-fi, but it's not. It's God's creation. That's right. He is the artist and uh, we are the paints. That's right. Well, Gray, why don't you tell me, why are you too blessed to be stressed this week? Well, I had a bit of a dark week this week, actually, Hallie, uh, with my kids. So uh, Wednesday night, we were doing our um, gathering with all the youth in Climax and... um, I saw a bunch of kids and they were they were really laughing about something that was on someone's phone. Oh. And usually I don't like to get uh, too personal with what's going on with the phones. But this, I could tell something was going on. So I said, hey, guys, uh, what are you looking at? And they hid the phone pretty quickly. Oh. So I knew right there that there was probably something that I needed to see. So uh, I asked those guys to unlock the phone and uh, show me what was there. Now... Hallie, have you heard of this video called the Poo Flip? The Poo Flip? No. The Poo Flip is, um, unfortunately, I don't know what's in it because I wouldn't click on it, but um, I made the guys explain it to me. And basically what it is is some some young men, they're jumping off of uh, the side of a boat. Okay. And uh, uh, as the guy hits the water, he takes a poo. Oh, no. And then they reverse it uh, so that it looks like the poo is actually going in reverse, is what I'm going to say. Oh, my goodness. Just like a rewind? Just a rewind. Okay. And I was really disappointed uh, because, well, first, the guys in the video, they told me, are Australian. And I thought, well, that's pretty typical. Uh, Mm. That is something that we would do. And I guess this video's got probably, you know, 18, 20 million hits. A lot of people have watched this video. Wow. And so I said, hey, guys, do you think this is a positive thing uh, to be watching? And they said, well, that's not what we were laughing at. We weren't laughing at the poo flip video. We were laughing because some of the other guys, some new guys that came into Climax this week actually made their own poo flip video. (gasps) 
And they and the the sad thing about that is that they were doing it into a snowdrift. Oh. Over basically, the, do you know where the um, Sam's Club parking lot is? Sure. Yeah. So they were behind the Sam's Club parking lot, and they were pulling down the trousers, and they were doing a poo flip video into the snowdrift that the snowplows had. Um, had pushed up and it was sort of a dirty snow drift and it got even more dirty after that. And I said, hey guys, um, first off, Christians don't do poo flip videos. Mm. Okay. We don't do that. If we're going to do a video about flipping anything, it's going to be flipping someone's heart towards Christ. Oh, yeah. And after I told them that, I think it really changed their, their mm, hearts and yeah. their minds. And they said, you know what? We're not going to watch this video anymore. Wow. And the guys that made the poo flip video, I did ask them to not come back to Climax until that they had uh, scrubbed that from the internet. Wow. You know, you just have to make it fun. You know, flipping someone's heart towards Christ, you have to make it as fun as like doing a number two and off a boat, you know? Exactly. Yeah. If it's not as fun as that, then yeah. we're doing something wrong here. That's right. You know, I just really got to hand it to those people doing the poo flips. I mean, I feel like the older you get, the conditions have to be right. You know, you just can't. The fact that these kids can just do it anytime into a drift off a boat. I mean, God bless. That's right. They don't know how good they have it. Exactly. Imagine being able to do it anytime, anywhere. Wow. How was your week, Hallie? You know what? I thought I, I, I had a really neat behind the scenes thing that happened with... Uh, Steve Judson, and I just wanted to share it because, you know, so Steve Judson, our lead pastor this past weekend, um, you know, he's such an incredible man of God. And as you know, or if, if listeners don't come here to Twin Hills, you should know we have this beautiful auditorium that seats around 4,000 people. And it's a beautiful, it's a state of the art you know, auditorium. And what people probably don't know is that there are doors, house right and house left, and they lead to the backstage. And, you know, they automatically lock all the time because you have to get in with like a key fob thing, you know, because Pastor Steve Judson's back there and he's working on his messages. And, you know, we can't have people just accessing him, you know, so it's got to be locked and all that. So he's back there focusing. And there's also this like gated area back there in a large dock too, where he can drive in. Steve drives in his car so that nobody can access him in the parking lot or any of that stuff. And so he, you know, he gets ushered into the backstage area. He's like a rock star, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? He's probably more than a rock star That's if right. you really think about it. So anyway, we're back there where he brings his car into this secure place and there's this beautiful outdoor terrace. And I was out there and because, you know, a lot of times on the weekends we have singers and modern dancers and actors and everyone. And anyone who's back there, we have a green room with food and all that stuff and we can go out on the back terrace and all that and I went out there to feel how cold it was and I saw that Steve was out there um, and he was just kind of having a prayer before the service or whatever but this man from the parking lot walked over and he was trying to talk to Steve through the security hedges and he's like Steve you know Pastor Steve and you know wanting to you know talk to him and it just was so neat because I was like this just shows the character of what a man of God like Steve is like because he said hey you know what I can't talk to you like this, but I will give you my assistant's email and you can email whatever you have to say to her. And I was just so blown away that here's this guy wanting to talk to his, his pastor. And you know, like, like Steve is some Trader Joe's cashier that you can just walk up and have a conversation with. You You know what I mean? But I love that he did extend that grace. Right. I just thought hedge. I just, he talked to him and it was so humble and down to earth. And the fact that he gave him his assistant's personal email so he could send his thoughts to her to be screened. I just thought in that neat. Yeah, you can't you can't hide his light under a bushel. See? Literally, there, there. I mean, I think isn't a bushel a bush? That's right. So uh, you just can't hide him behind a bush. He's gonna he's gonna send an email through the bush. Hide it under a bushel? No, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna let, let it, it shine. shine. Oh. Anyway, I, I just knew thought what that a bushel was, was, but I always imagined it was a bush. You know, like a burning bush. Hmm. 
No, a bushel's like a basket. It's how uh, basketball started. They used to throw peaches into a basket oh, at the really? YMCA. I always imagined it was a bush. Hmm. I think I'll still. No, oh, that's all right. Maybe in, a, maybe in, you know, down under, everything's opposite. It's summer when it's winter. definitely feel like we're too blessed to be stressed so that means it's time to move on to too anointed to be disappointed i'm very excited because we have such a neat guest today we have ish omar enrickson who leads the prayerowet ministry and ish you're gonna have to tell us all about this and welcome we're happy to have you oh, thank you very very much i'm so happy to be here um before i go into that you know uh speaking of the poo flip um something very similar happened to me uh, no one had a camera around but I, um, as I like to do, I like to go to the beach sometimes and jump in the water there. Ooh. And, um, you know, she's very freeing. It puts me back in uh, touch with nature. And, and, uh, one day, uh, I was just swimming around in my own world. Uh, I was probably praying, let's face it, yeah. you know, that and, um, I walked out and, uh, apparently, uh, there was a, a, a poo stuck to my trunks. <gasps> so it was kind of like, so I'm just walking around. There's this a poo. log. I, yes. A, oh, thank. I don't like saying the P word. So thank you. Right. That's right. A yeah. log. It was a little log. I stuck to my trunks and um, it got to a point where I couldn't reach it and people were laughing at me because I probably looked like a dog chasing his tail. Oh. It was stuck to the outside. It was stuck to the outside. Okay. Oh, no, it wasn't mine. Oh, okay. oh, no, no. It wasn't mine. Because I thought it was in, through it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I guess it was just it was just floating and it just stuck to my trunks. Oh, now, was that it? No. Uh, the Eagle Creek Park? It was. Right. It yeah, was. you got to be careful there because basically all of the raw sewage uh, from all of Indianapolis goes into that. And I didn't know how to get rid of it. Like, do I do I scoot on the ground like a dog to try sure. to get rid of it? So yeah. I just kind of left it there. And eventually, about a couple hours later, I think it, you know, just fell, fell off. off. Well, you don't want to touch it. No, exactly. exactly. I mean, did you know if it was dog or human? It was hard to tell. Yeah. Um, it could have been either. Yeah. It really could have had the, it looked like it could have been either a very uh, healthy dog or mm. a strained human. We're so blessed to have you here today, Ish, because you. uh, what you're doing, um, just when you said that you, you, you know, you didn't know whether you to roll around on the ground or mm. do something, I just automatically love how your mind goes to the physical because you're a very physical person you have very physical ministry mm -hmm. yeah so uh as you were asking before uh yeah. prayerwet is uh af named after pirouette which is a dance very popular move? dance move oh. and uh, yes i lead the um dance ministry yes and um you know it's just you know a lot of dancers they get they get the calling a teacher will tell them you've got what it takes or you know, someone will see him in a production and say, this is your, this is what you should be doing. For me, it came in a dream. You know, oh. I was, I was dreaming. Um, I was eight years old and um, uh, God and Jesus and some of the other ones showed up and they were like, you, this is your calling. You are oh. a dancer. Wow. And I couldn't tell who it was because all their voices are kind of similar, but I just said, thank you so much. Right. And um, I, I woke up. I was so excited. I woke up and I kicked my brother out of the bed and I said, I need to get out of here and I need to, you know, uh, serve my calling. So I've been dancing since then oh. and uh, I've been blessed to uh, be able to uh, bring it to uh, the masses. Oh, Amazing. Ish. Omar, this is yeah. like... 
Well, wait, sorry. Do I say Ish and Omar, or do you just go by Ish? Is is Omar your middle name? It, it, uh, Omar is my middle name. Uh, usually, if you don't know me as well, I, I ask you to call me by my full name, but the two of you can call me by Ish. That's oh, fine. Great. Oh, that's nice. Yes. You kind of have three. You're like Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, she also started in dance, so I, I take oh. that as a compliment. Oh, yeah. And is Ish short for anything? The actual Ish has three H's, but then the shortened is just one H. So right. the shortened is... I S H, but my name on my birth certificate is I S H H H. And is it pronounced ish? You sort of hold yeah, on to like it. Yeah, it's like a half a beat longer. You so so even with my name, I started to know about beats. You know about right. holding uh, and beat. Uh, and, uh, sh- if you don't mind, I'm just gonna ish. Oh, ish. You are. How that, do you do what that? Is that? Is how that popping and locking? How what does do you he do that, that with his shoulders? So you oh. look like Barishnikov oh. the way you move. You know, or maybe Michael Jackson. I can't believe how you are oh, no, in your uh, body. Barishnikov, please. Barishnikov? Yeah, please. Okay. Yeah. You know, I once saw a, a video of Barishnikov and I want to do this. He once had a show where he was bare chested and he had these like uh, wires taped to his chest. And he, I don't even, this is going to be hard to talk about, but he, um, you're in a safe place. He improvised a dance to the beat of his heart and the entire audience could hear the beat of his heart and he just danced to the beat of his heart. That is awesome. And was his heart rate healthy? It was healthy. Okay, it good. It sped up if he did a f- quicker move. Oh. And that's when I was like, you know, you don't need music. The music's already built in you. And that's The music is already built. Our composers, God yeah. and Jesus. Yeah. And some of the other and ones. And some of the other ones. They are the ensemble that has built the music right. in us. Well, they say our very breathing in and out is saying Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. Mm-hmm. They say, you know, that we're saying the name of God just by taking a breath. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I remember you talking about that and it's such, it's such a help for me when I've done some crazy dance to just, you know, I'll be breathing, Yahweh, 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 yeah. it's a little quicker, but yeah. it's, you know, it yeah. helps. Well, what I really love is, um, you had a dream and that's such a biblical thing. Oh right? yeah. So many You're people so lucky. Have, so I, I've never had a dream uh, that I remember. You don't dream. I've never dreamed. I don't mm. believe, mm. but, uh, I always wanted to have one. And I always love when people have dreams that really dictate the profession. And so after you had this dream, did you go for some training or how did you, then, then, then what connects the eight-year-old Ish, mm-hmm. Ishoma, mm-hmm. to the next step in your career? Um, well, I mean, I don't say this to brag. I, don't, I just, I've never really had any formal training Um, so it's all completely natural it's just been it's natural it's just you know that morning I woke up and I just put the first thing on that was on the record player um, which I had to change because it was my brother's uh, spooky sound effects record but then the next one was um, I believe it was um, uh, my mother loved uh, Barbara Streisand so it was a Barbara Streisand record and um the first song, I just, I just, I was just, I just kept moving. I was just moving, you know. And I just kind of swaying back and forth, and it was the same movement, kind of like I'm doing now. I'm just kind of swaying back and right. forth. He's just sort of rocking in his chair. Just yeah, like, I know. was kind of just swaying back and forth to the rhythm. But now he's doing something with his wrist. That's kind of what's that? Mm-hmm. Just, and then yeah. this, oh, that's just kind of. I just call it like a. It's 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 like a. 
Oh, yeah. But then one shoulder goes so up high, and then the mm-hmm. other one, and then uh, the that, that's called I call it the seesaw. Okay, because it's like the shoulder. You know, and yeah. it's like, wah. So it's a seesaw. And so a you kind of got a spooky sound effect with that. Maybe I, they yeah, in. maybe maybe wow. yeah, maybe it's just like a wah. But you know, God, I'm sorry. I have to finish the death. I have to finish the death. So now he's kind of he's doing oh. the wrist, and he's got the shoulders in it. Now this is a forward and back, and a forward and back. Oh my God! Yahweh! 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 Now that really made you out of that breath. It just seemed cool. like even sitting mm. in his chair, that he can work so himself cool. up to a place where you he's. Know, people out think of dancing is just on your feet. Oh, you know, right. made popular yeah. by the Gloria Stefan song, but it's actually just. It could be in a chair. It could be in bed. Oh. Um, you know, dancing is is just movement. Yeah. Right. You know? So walking could be dancing. Walking can be dancing. Walking can be dancing. If you if you find a rhythm, if you have a a a, a, a purpose. You know, to walk. Now, speaking of Gloria Stefan, because I think she's so neat and I think God saved her from that bus accident Mm -hmm. because she had more to do and she really blesses people with her music and Spanish speaking stuff. And that makes everybody really move more. I think the Spanish language has more spice to it in terms of movement. You know, Mm -hmm. I think English can be feel a little truncated, might make you more pop and locky. And I I don't even know what I'm talking about, but I just want to say I have a question. Mm -hmm. When you dance to secular music. Is that, do you feel conflicted? Is it okay to be moved by like, I want to dance with somebody? Or is it like, you know what? I really should put on some praise and worship that has a good beat mm-hmm. and really express my praise to my heavenly father through my movement. Like, how, what do you do with the secular stuff? With the secular stuff, you have to, um, you have to learn how to replace some of the lyrics with lyrics that'll work. For, oh, for example, sure. oh, I want to dance with somebody. You know, the next lyric might be like, as long as he's in heaven you know sure. or like something yeah. like that or yeah. um you know pick any song you can make it you can make it work for you oh uh, you know? let, let's pick a song uh, like uh uh billy jean is not my uh love or see so that one so for that one i thought the lyrics were billy jean is not my father oh so then i just switch it to the billy jean is not my father because God is. And That's sometimes right. it doesn't match rhythmically, but yeah. you just have to just go for it. You yeah. Know? I like that because there are some secular songs that I really enjoy, but I always have trouble getting around the lyrics yeah. uh, to, to make them uh, more more personal, more spiritual. So right. that's a good idea of just when you're listening to a spiritual song, just replace it. Yeah. Like I like that one that goes, this girl is on fire you know that one mm-hmm. but you could say this bush is on fire like this, the burning bush that's right right this bushel's on a fire yeah oh, right right see it yeah. goes back to the in bushel, my mind see? when you said bush i'm thinking bushel sure. and i'm thinking of a bush mm-hmm. wow i mean i do i just think maybe you have more of a direct line that's more tangible with god or and jesus and everybody because i think um a lot of people wish they could hear. I've had, I remember in Sunday school saying, why doesn't God talk to us out loud like he did everybody in the Bible, mm, you right. know? And like, why stop after this, you know, Bronze Age tribal group that was writing stuff down, you know, why not? Why not now? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he just stopped for whatever reason, but not with you. He right. spoke very directly to you. You know, he spoke, he spoke to me through my movement, you know, oh. you have to just sort of like, you, your body has to listen, mm-hmm. you know? 
If your body listens, you'll receive the message and then interpret it for everyone else. Now, Ish, I want to ask you, uh, so I'm just smiling right now because mm. I'm remembering at the uh, around the first of the year, what we do here at Twin Hills, which is really fun for the staff uh, party that we that we have just during the workday, right, uh, right before we all take a bit of vacation after uh, winter holiday, is we put together a video and it's, yeah. it just shows everybody at church doing, doing what they do around uh, Twin Hills and the I have to say, your piece this mm. year, we they found, they got all the security cam footage of Ish walking around the building, and I will tell you, he's always dancing in the hallways, yeah. and he's using <laughs> he's using different, and a lot of times, no, you're completely by yourself, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was just so fun to watch you dance with the fern. To watch you to leap when you leapt off of the uh, a couple of they were stacking the chairs and then you just you you came through you did a complete leap over the chair and then they put it all to a soundtrack that was just awesome I just uh, can you tell us about that Well, first of all, I my face is red I'm so <laughs> embarrassed that they caught me but I'm glad everyone got to see it um, because you know there's sometimes people don't believe until they see it right. right? Um, you know, I just, I can't help but move. Like right now that I'm sitting in this chair talking to you guys, it almost feels like a prison. Oh, <laughs> really? Really? But, um, but no, I know that after this, I, I have a, a few hours of dancing to do, um, at home, but yeah, I just, you know, I just, I feel it in me and Hey, you see a fern, I see a spirit, you know, you mm. see a stack of chairs, I see a spirit, wow. you know, you see a broom, I see a spirit. So it's just... You know, um, I can't help but move. If I feel it, if I hear his message, I just have to interpret it. And then you were injured in uh, the last one, I believe. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know if they were going to um, include that one in the video. But yeah, uh, towards the end there, uh, I twist my ankle. Right. Oh, and yeah. um, But I if you tell. notice, even as I'm like writhing on the ground, I'm still trying to keep in beat. As you, I'm, as you I'm holding my it. ankle and screaming, I'm still trying to like dance make it, it into a dance because there's there are no mistakes and it's yeah. too bad that you were all alone in the parking lot when that happened yeah I just i just had wished somebody had been there because you could tell there was a lot of black ice yeah uh yeah, yeah it um it was uh did you say black ice black ice thank you okay oh i thought yeah. you said black guys yeah oh, me no. too but oh, no. like i was gonna say uh yeah there was definitely right. black ice but right. um yeah. i don't uh, think i've seen any black guys in the parking lot or really in church lately yeah it, it was about three hours before someone noticed so um but I was still dancing. I was still dancing. It's awesome. You know, you know what my favorite, can I say what my favorite one you ever did on a weekend service was? Because I felt like it blessed so many people and it's been a, a metaphor that has stuck with me is when you did that reinterpretation of the, um, oh, what's his name? Charlie, Ch- the Charlie Chaplin thing, which I mm. was not aware of that there was a Charlie Chaplin, uh, what was it? The Littlest Dictator or whatever, where he, he had on the little um, Hitler mustache yes. and he was doing that dance with the globe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he was kicking the world around and keeping it up and all the Littlest mm-hmm. Dictator, which I had never been, but you did that with, well, I don't know how you fashioned that. What was that? A beach ball or something? But you just put the word sin on it. I did. I did. And so you're doing this dance mm-hmm, with sin mm-hmm. And then halfway through, you did that thing where it popped and then the new ball comes down and it says freedom in Christ. And mm-hmm. then you're dancing in the freedom in Christ. That's that right. whole thing. And you put on the little mustache and you even moved like Charlie Chaplin. I did. Well, you know, I, I put on the mustache, which I guess people were upset about. And um, I didn't get the reference. I just I just did what I saw in that movie. Sure. And I was like, oh, this is a fun movie. This uh, well-known comedian. 
um, is a dictator. I wasn't sure who he was parodying, but oh, um, sure, sure. Right. yeah, you know, I was just, I, I was so um, inspired by that, that piece. Yeah. And I thought, well, how can I sort of turn that around and yeah. uh, bring it to the church? And it took a few days. It was a lot of, a uh, lot of notes, uh, <laughs> right. a lot of video of me, video myself doing things that just weren't working. And then I just thought, you know, what is the one ball that we need to burst? Yeah. And it's the ball of sin that's in right. all of us, right? That's right. Yeah. And what's the one ball we need? Mm-hmm. It's the ball of grace and yeah, freedom. Yeah. And I yeah. love that the sin was a beach ball and it was very light and sort of mm-hmm. bouncy. And then when the when the freedom ball came down, it was a medicine ball. It was a medicine ball. So it was ball. very heavy and it yeah. was harder to dance with, but you could tell that you were having you were showing, hey, freedom can oftentimes be really difficult to lift up and mm-hmm. to have fun with mm-hmm. and, you know, grace and freedom. But it was actually, you, you, you figured it out. Yeah, exactly. And you, what, what What's the worst part about live sporting events is when they bring out that freaking beach ball, right? Uh-huh. Right. So, you know, um, I went to a football game a couple years ago and I brought the medicine ball, but no one had any interest in passing it oh, around. Oh, that's yeah, too bad. That's too bad. I just thought it was so powerful how you made the sin part. It looked so fun. To be frank, yeah, mm. no, but but that's how sin feels, isn't it? Sure. Like when you're doing it, you're like, well, this is good. I like it. This feels nice and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And you really kind of represented that. But then, you know, you showed how sometimes the heavy, you, like, you know, let's be honest, sometimes when you go to praise and worship and you're in a bad mood or things are going bad or you're in a fight with somebody and you don't feel like lifting up his name, it feels heavy. Right. You know? Yeah. You, you, you could tell that you, you, you had some responsibility. Once you got rid of the sin, you, you, you had a more responsibility responsible style of dance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know it's 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 so true and do you all remember the music video for vogue oh madonna's where vogue. she did uh, the hand going this there way was the hand, hand and there was like some dancing among her male dancers and it was it was very um very sinful it sure. was very sinful those movements and yeah. that's not the kind of dance i wanted to do and i remember it's just sitting there and i watched that video like on a loop for hours and just watched and watched and noticed their movements and how they were touching each other. And I just thought, this is not what dance is supposed to be. And I watched and I I actually just watched it this morning. And I just think that's not why we're given movement, you know? That's right. It's not to touch each other in ways that... bring out. I mean, do you believe uh, that you should ever touch anybody when you dance? Um, No. I I, I think that... um, your mind starts going places. Okay. Right. So anytime that I've danced with uh, uh, another person, we make sure to stand apart at least a good three feet. Yeah. Okay. We went yeah. to the waltz where we was like we had we were in the position of the waltz, but we weren't actually holding yeah. each other. Oh, and the waltz very sexual dance. It's a very sexual dance. That's, the waltz. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because you know romance. I mean, so let's talk about this because a lot of times. You know, dance can be a tricky thing because it can cause us to stumble in lust. It can, you know, there's a lot of, I remember when I was growing up, there was a movie called Dirty Dancing and I really wanted to watch it and my parents wouldn't let me watch it. And then when I watched it, it made my heart ache with such a longing. I, I, I understood why my parents didn't want me to watch it because Mm -hmm. I just thought that Patrick Swayze was so... I, I still, I can almost 
feel it. It's like a powerful pull, this the sensuality mm-hmm. of a man and of a woman. And so what do you do when people are in Prerouet and 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 how do you you know, how do you keep it from the loins being a part of the movement? I mean, mm-hmm. is it tricky? Well, what we do differently than other dance companies is we actually ask people to bring to wear many layers of clothing. Okay, right. yeah. So yeah. So there's no sort of temptation. Yeah. Now, does that restrict movement at all? Um, it actually helps sort of build you up as a better dancer. Oh, oh interesting. It's like padding maybe mm-hmm. on your joints. I've yeah. also noticed that when you dance, there is ve- you're, you're basically moving your body from your lower rib cage to your head to your fingers. Mm-hmm. And then you're also from sort of your top of your thigh down. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing really going on yeah in the hips of the waist. Yeah, and you I do a lot of footwork. Mm-hmm. A lot of footwork, a lot of really fast footwork. Fast yes. no, footwork. You're like Fred Astaire. Oh, I, thank you. And yeah. I think I really noticed that because I'm like, hey, look, he's not sexualizing the dance. Mm-hmm. He's he's keeping in the middle of his body very still. Mm-hmm. Even when you felt, even when you hurt your ankle and you fell on the black ice, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, you, you never moved the middle of your body. Yeah, you know, I... That's that's where the temptation is, right? right. That's oh. where you start getting into your Patrick Swayze and your okay. Elvis and okay. Okay. Um, your Madonna. Was you know, I had the same experience. I did. I w- was not uh, allowed to watch Dirty Dancing, right? So I had to just you know keep watching that Vogue video, and th- that's when I learned that you just you can't. It's it's almost like. You can't put it out there for people to come mm. grab at, you know? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know what I, mean? I see, it's, it's yeah. Like, it's like, I don't want my dance to be the candy a stranger gives in a van. That's right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Of course so. Yeah, actually, you know, Dirty Dancing, I've never seen it, but it was actually based on an Australian movie. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, called was it? Dusty Flaps. Oh. And Dusty that Flaps. was um, basically a cowboy comes to town and he's all, uh, he's, you know, I'm going to teach the whole town to dance because oh. I've been out on the riding around in the outback. Mm-hmm. And they all go, oh, no, you can't teach us to dance. We don't, that, that'll make us, uh, you know, sinful. And mm-hmm. um, he does, his name's Dusty Flaps mm-hmm. and uh, he does Everybody uh, is happy at the end. But that sounds like Footloose. That sounds, oh, you know, was it Footloose? No, it was no based on Diddy Dancing. Oh, yeah. The oh, movie, I think yeah. it was at a camp. Oh, okay. But, oh, it was uh, a camp. He rides. It's a Dusty Flaps rides to a summer camp in the outback. That's what it. Okay. That, yeah. Oh, that would so, be Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. I yeah, and also I really wanted to see that Dirty Dancing sequel, Ghost. Yeah. I didn't. Didn't get a chance oh, to see that. Oh, you should see it. I think really? that one's good. And that one honors God because um, the uh, people go to hell mm. in that movie. Perfect. You should see. Now, speaking of movie, now, what do you think about Footloose? Because mm. there's scripture in the end and they talk about David dancing before God. Um, I specifically have only seen the non-dancing parts of that movie. Footloose. Yeah. Okay. Because it uh, seems like most of the movie is dancing. Well, yeah. It's about twelve minutes, and it's it's it's. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's a good movie without the dancing. I don't well, know why sure. people are so. Kevin Bacon's a great actor. It's a good movie without the dancing. So there's like a tractor race, which is most of the movie in yeah. that version, and um, you know John Lithgow is so inspirational as, uh, as that character. Past um Yes. Uh, I, I specifically would fast forward through all the dancing in that movie. Oh, you know what? You didn't need it. Mm. You are an intuitive dancer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, I do love the way that you dress all the Prerouet dancers so modestly. And I noticed that the way they dance in a lot of our, the way we use dance in our um, 
weekend services is that it's more herky jerky. It's like, is that modern dance when it's more just kind of like, you know, the Cunningham style of like, you know, I don't know what it is. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't really, um, concern myself with mm. the technicalities of mm. is it modern is it jazz is mm. it tap is wow. it clogging is it flamenco is it folklorico is it Whoa. ballet you know Whoa. i don't really oh, i, I didn't don't know really, there was so much dance. i don't really know all the types of dance oh you should see him moving right now as he named each one of those styles of dances he did, he did right. um, that was unbelievable because well, if i really wanted to break it down there's like there's jazz and there's ballet oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> modern yeah and there's you know, all these other, yeah. and, uh, whew, I'm sorry. Wow. That's amazing. And, um, so I just kind of like, I don't want to name it, you know? Yeah. Cause if you name it, you have to blame it is what I always oh. learned. So if you name the dance, then you blame it. What are you blaming it for? If you name it, you have to blame it for the feelings it's bringing out of you. That's right. I see. So you could do, if you do a flamenco dance and then it makes you very passionate, Mm -hmm. but it's passionate for the wrong reasons and you say that was a flamenco dance and you're going to say, hey, I'm going to blame that dance for the thing that I'm feeling. Exactly. So instead of flamenco, we just call it, you know, oh, just your feet were going really quickly. That makes so much sense to me. Now, do you have auditions coming up for Prairouettes? Like, and what do people have to do or prepare if they want to be a Prairouette dancer? So, uh, the Prairouette auditions are usually by invitation only. Um, I will usually, uh, sit in the back of the classroom, uh, usually in the dark. I don't want people to see me Yeah, and I'll just, um, I'll just watch those dancers. Just watch them dance and move. And um, just sort of watch them, see how their bodies move. Yeah. And um, and I do that a few times. Uh, most of the time, I surprise people. They're like, we didn't even know you were there. It was so oh. dark back there. Uh-huh. But it's like, I don't want them to know that I'm there because then yeah. they'll get in their heads about right. it. So after I've seen people dance a few times, then um, I will go to their home and um, do a personal invitation. I go to their home. Um, and I'll knock and usually they're surprised like, oh my gosh, you're here. And I'm like, yes. And I, and I tell them, I am personally inviting you to audition <gasps> for Pirouette. So that's after they've already thought they auditioned. Then you go to the house mm-hmm. and you say, now you can audition. Now you can audition. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the actual audition process is, uh, it's a whole weekend, uh, starting at Friday around 8 AM and ends, uh, Sunday around 11 PM. Oh, so it's a pretty in, intense period. It's pretty intense. It's pretty intense. Um, but, you know, you have to see how people move. Yeah. I just love uh, the idea of coming in. So I, I probably could never audition because I've never danced and I just am not comfortable moving my body in any way that isn't uh, picking up a weight. Oh, yeah. Then you can't audition. Right. But go okay. on. But I do love the idea of just coming into a dark room with a b- bunch of other people and, and, and hopefully, I, I guess, are people just thinking... Okay, we'll dance now. Like, how did how did they know to start? I guess is is my question. Um, you know, I guess um, usually the rooms there lot there's lots of mirrors. Oh, okay. so I'm assuming. I mean, so you're going over to the annex. That's actually a great question. Yeah, I people just start dancing. Really? Mm-hmm. It just would never be my first instinct to walk into a room with a bunch of mirrors and start dancing. Maybe but that's I love, how you know you're a dancer. That's that, how that you must, know. That's or, the you get, or you get told in a dream. Do you feel bad when you have to cut people and say you didn't make the cut? Because then they might say, well, I'm useless and I'm not a beloved child of God. You know, I do it in a way. This is my process and this is, I usually like to share it, but I'll share it today. 
So uh, I have all the um, pers- the um, I have all the dancers who are auditioning stand in a circle and hold hands. I tell them all to um, close their eyes, and then I will go up. I will go up to the dancers who I want to keep, and I'll just whisper in their ear, and I'll just say, "You're chosen." Oh. <laughs> and then wow. the ones who I haven't told, when everyone opens their eyes, I kind of give them a look like you don't belong here. Uh, and if they don't get it from the look, I have to literally say, you don't belong here. Okay. And then they leave. Yeah. That has to be so nice to be whispered. You've been chosen. Yeah. I, I feel like, I, yeah. I mean, that feels really, it feels like a spiritual moment. Really? Yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and I, I don't want other people to hear. So I, I get really, really, really close to their ear. Right. You know, sometimes my lips touch a lobe and I'm yeah. just like, you're chosen. You're chosen. Wow. Uh, I, I just love that because sometimes I feel like God is whispering in our ear very close and mm. all we have to do is trust that voice that is whispering in our ears and we have to say, yeah, here I am. Is it I? Mm. And sometimes, you know, that might lead us to dance or it might lead us to other things. It's really special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It must have been the way the Jews felt when God said, you're my chosen people. Probably. Isn't that neat? Are you married? Uh, I am not married. I'm single right now. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know what? I would say you're not single because you have a lot of love in your life. So That's true. That's yeah. true. You know, my love is dance. That's you know, right. What can, what can I Look say? At that. I'm married to dance, See? right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're one of the most beloved people in this whole entire community. Everyone at Twin Hills knows Ish Omar. You know Ish Omar. Yeah, I know. He's the best. I love him so much. You are the most beloved. I mean, every part, every time we have a potluck, a party, anytime we have a staff meeting, everybody's like, where's Ish? And I just, I like to see the way you float into a room like Fred I'm Astaire. Sorry, that just makes me so happy. If I, if I can just... To, Oh, 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 okay. Whoa. That is awesome. Wow. 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 That is fantastic. Wow. I had no idea we were going to get it. I wish people our, could our, see our, this. Our, pri- our own private show. I don't <laughs> even know how to describe what just oh. happened except to say it was mm. like watching Beyonce, but wholesomely and times oh, a thousand. Where did you get the little hat? You know, that's something I like to surprise people with. I just love that. It's like mm-hmm. a tiny little beret, but it's it's got it, it's sort of a top hat. Mm-hmm. It's a top hat on the top and a beret yes. around the sides. With I guess. a little exactly. feather in it. You exactly. actually have a feather in your cap. I, yes, I actually I made this. It's my dancing hat, and I fashioned it out of a beret and a top hat, and I added <sighs> a feather. And um, it's kind of like when I wear it, that's it's my dancing hat. You know, <sighs> that is so neat. That is oh, awesome. And then I just had to ask, do you not so? One thing that people uh, always notice about you is you never have shoes on. No. Yeah. Now, it's cold yeah. in the winter it's time really here. Cold and right now. you try saw- breaking your ankle on some ice. Yeah. Right. And we saw in the video you mm-hmm. were not wearing shoes never, there. Never. Well, is there a reason for that? I want to make sure that I can touch the ground. Mm. Right. I want to make sure that I can feel the ground mm. I'm dancing on. Oh, Otherwise, awesome. you know, if I'm wearing shoes, I can't feel what. Oh. I can't feel God's stage under my feet. That's right. Hey, God said, take off your shoes. You're on holy you ground. Not, this second time the burning bush has come up today. Mm-hmm. This bush is on fire. You know, I think that's awesome because I think a lot of times people don't realize that they're on holy ground and God, you know, you were wearing, when, when Moses walked up to the bush, he didn't know that it was holy ground until God told him. That's right. And he, 
to take off his shoes. That's right. That's awesome because I think it's a good reminder that, you know, we're always on holy ground. We just have to be reminded of that sometimes by right. God. So you're technically always on holy ground. It, you just, you know, that reminder is very important. Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. And also by being barefoot while you dance, you know, if, if you if you stand on a rock or a splinter gets in your foot or whatever, it's just another, there are no mistakes. It's just another dance move. You know, oh. It's just something that, uh, it's choreography that's given to you by God. I feel like we got to pull a letter out of the mailbag because Ish is going to give us so much beautiful wisdom. Absolutely. Okay, here we go. Hey, Twin Hillers, a relative of mine has said that there is no hell, mm. which I believe must be heresy. Can you tell me what to believe? Cheers. Hannah and some fellow listeners. Wow. Wow, this one's a doozy. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I'll start because I don't think um, uh, we should be confusing is there, is there not a hell? You just, you know, I always go back to the Bible. There's a hell. The Bible's true. And uh, there's nothing, there's no debate. Now, there is some debate about what hell is like. Now, for some people, that's going to be, uh, you know, we understand biblically from the text that, you know, hell is a separation from God. Sometimes it's described as a place of torment and gnashing of teeth. Sometimes it's just a separation. Mm. And so for me, I like to think of hell as, hey, this is a place where um, you're not going to be able to go uh, work out. You're not going to be able to eat uh, healthy. You're not going to um, be able to uh, play uh, guitar in any praise music and you're not going to be able to witness to some awesome teens that to me is the scariest thing i can possibly think of and so when i think of hell i think that's what it is luckily i'll never be there because i have accepted jesus into my life so um but you know for you maybe there's a similar thing for you all of like what that separation might look like Mm. because i don't think we can i don't think we we can actually there's no debate on whether it's real or not it's real that's right right that's right and so really, you just have to make sure that you're going to the good place. Am I right? Absolutely. You know, and then you don't have to worry about it. Because for me, I would be no fettuccine Alfredo with extra Parmesan cheese and no focaccia bread on the side. You know mm, what I mean? Right. Sure, sure. Oh, my goodness. I don't yeah. want to I don't want to live in that world. Yeah. For me, hell is a fiery room that mm. you go to when you sin. Okay. Oh. So pretty literal mm-hmm. sort yeah. of like interpretation. Yeah. Some people might say that, well, that's really just an argument about the authority of the Bible. You're saying that the Bible is the authority and it might seem self-referential. Like you wouldn't go to a doctor who said, I'm a doctor because I say I'm a doctor. You're going to say, let me see the thing on the wall from the university that says you're a doctor, you know, right. and the Bible doesn't have that. It's just going to be self-referential. And, you know, so mostly we're just making an argument about the authority of the Bible. But you know what? The Bible is true. It's God breathed. And there is a, there is a hell. And that's the thing, Hallie, when people say that about the authority of the Bible, I'm saying, hey, look. The Bible says the Bible on it. That's right. Mm-hmm. That see that is the that's the diploma hanging see? on the wall. Right. See? The Bible says the Bible. Okay. Uh, you don't go and pick up a book, another book that says the Bible on it, and then open it up something different. The Bible right. is the Bible. Unless it's like you know some of these people who sacrilegiously will write like this is the vegan Bible or this right. is the that is true. cookbook yeah. Bible. Or, yeah. Yeah. So there's always another word stuck in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so but when they want to legitimize it, they say Bible. The exactly. Bible. Exactly. So if it says Bible, you're pretty, you're probably, even if, it, even if it says the vegan Bible, you're probably like, well, this is going to be a little more true than mm-hmm. just something that says like the vegan book. See? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. See? So that is really comforting. Yeah. Uh, to I me. own a book called the idiot's Bible to dance moves. Oh, the idiot's Bible to yeah. dance moves. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Oh, I, I, but you know what? You don't need it. I don't. You I don't. don't. You know. And I read it twice. I didn't even need it. 
No. You know, something fun about the word, even when we, when we start, I, I love getting deep into the text because when we even look at the word hell, mm-hmm. H-E-L-L, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I go, hey, if you put it in apostrophe, H-E-apostrophe-E-L-L, mm-hmm. you know what that, that's so, wait, here. So is that two E's? Okay. It goes H-E-L-L. Apostrophe apostrophe L-L. L-L. Oh, okay, sorry. Right. Oh, sorry. So that's heal, right? Oh, yes. That's right. And that, you know what that is short for? Hmm. He will. Mm. He will. So when you start thinking, I, I just love, I just love thinking about the word like that of like, hey, if I put uh, the apostrophe in hell mm. is Christ. And if I put an apostrophe in hell, he will deliver me from hell he's right. changing how you know that's he, right. christ is an christ is the apostrophe who's going to change hell into he that's will. right or how about this if it's hell period take the period enlarge it cut out the middle okay and it's hello see uh, okay see i like that and we got to remember that you know we're reading a translation that's right but god read the translation too mm-hmm. and the original if you're talking about new testament nt it's going to be Koine Greek, which is an inflective language, which means the meaning comes through where the accent is placed in the spoken word, right? right. So you might see G-O-D-I-S-N-O-W-H-E-R-E. And I don't know, there are no spaces in Koine Greek, so you don't know where the spaces are, so you don't know what the word is. Did I just spell God is now here or did I spell God is nowhere? Oh, I thought you just mm. spelled Jodeci. Oh, see. Wait, oh, is that one of your climax kids? Yeah. Okay. Well... So you have to hear it spoken. And so that also is a little loophole where if anybody's ever pressing you, you can just say, you know what? It's Koine Greek. It has to be the a- where the accent falls. And we don't know that based on the text, you know, of it being. And so you say God is nowhere, but I just read God is now here. <laughs> awesome. So, so, okay. And somebody might say, well, why, if God created everything, why would God create a place of eternal torment for people who don't love him? And I say, well, if there isn't punishment, then it wasn't actually love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. See, anyone who's been through a divorce, that's hell, you know, but guess what you got before that? True love. True. Otherwise you wouldn't be in pain. Awesome. Ish Omar Enriksen was played by the incredible Ithamar Enriquez. Follow him at Ithamar Enriquez and check him out on Netflix's series of unfortunate events and his absolutely outstanding live show called Ithamar Has Nothing to Say. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas is played by Greg Hess. Our incredible producer is Ryan Countshouse. Follow us on your favorite form of social media and send a letter to our mailbag at megathepodcast at gmail. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like the podcast, please support us on Patreon. Hey, Ish, hmm? would you dance us out? Oh, sure. Oh, God. I'm putting it on the spot. Let me see if I can. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. I know he's bending backward over the. Chair, oh, is that? He's in full bridge, like in a yoga. Okay. Oh, careful on the ankle. Oh, ow, ow. Oh, okay. That was a round off. Ow, ow. You okay? There must be black eyes in here. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Screw it. Screw it. 
We're just going to talk about Spider-Man. Hi, this is Will Hines. And this is Kevin Hines. We are co-hosts of the podcast Screw It. We're just going to talk about Spider-Man. You love Spider-Man, so listen to us as we go over his original 1960s comic books where you'll meet all of these characters for the very first time. Dr. Octopus. Aunt May. J. Jonah Jameson. Fancy Dan. Also, we're brothers, so that's cool. Yeah, listen to Screw It. We're just going to talk about Spider-Man. New episodes every Wednesday. On Campfire Media. Campfire.